0: So our special guest today is Jason Davis. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you started in writing?
1: Um. Well, my I, I love reading. As uh, you know, I as to what got me started, I would have to say, I don't really know where it began. Uh, as far as I can remember. When I was a kid, my parents got me a typewriter. Yes, I'm that old. Um, And, uh, you know, I just started checking out uh, these short one page little short stories, you know, just wake up early in the morning and just start typing away and just went with it. So, you know, as far back as I can remember, I've always been writing. (laughs)
0: Brilliant. So what was the first horror story that you've ever
1: wrote? Uh, it was basically a variation off of like a Dracula, you know, some uh, vampire. It pretty much was just a Dracula ripoff, but summed up into one page.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what drew I don't even, to even the remember ho-
1: reading Dracula, but I remember that's where the story basically was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what drew you into the horror genre?
1: Uh, Well, uh, that actually comes from a lot, I think, to do with my uh, mother. She was obsessed with horror films to where I was exposed to them at probably a much earlier age than I should have been. Um, Yeah. It's funny how we think nowadays (laughs) when we... Think about all the things we watched when we were kids, and uh, how we <laughs> let our own children watch those nowadays. And that is so true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I remember, from, you know, she that she was obsessed with watching horror films, and I was more of a reader than a watcher. I, you know, would just always read a lot of books, but you know I would watch the movies with her as well and eventually I was terrified of them actually and over time I would actually Nightmare and Elm Street being my biggest you know fear for a long time until one day I actually sat down and made myself watch all of the movies in a marathon I just told myself I'm going to get over this fear and I'm gonna sit down and watch them and uh, that kind of spread into this continuing to do that, facing my fears and watching and reading what I was afraid of.
0: Yeah, it's a good way of doing it, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The three process for developing a story. So where does your ideas come from?
1: Um that is very tricky because uh, I feel like yeah. there is the part of them comes from, you know, just dreams. But then part of them just comes from the natural flow of writing the story. Um, yeah. Like, I try to outline out my stories, but I would have to say that not a single, the only one that has ever followed the outline is probably the story that i'm lisa uh most disappointed with i uh, i feel like as i'm writing the stories kind of develop their own life and that if i hold myself too much to the outline it just kind of suffocates it so and it just you know i just will start just sitting there and just start typing away and just continuing and keep going and yeah, they just kind of one pair, one word becomes another, you know, follows another, and then in in the next paragraph, and it just, they just seem to kind of come to life as I'm typing them.
0: Yeah. So, how do you create your characters?
1: Um, you know, a lot of it just starts with uh, just as I'm, Uh, typing up, uh, I'm thinking about what I need in that situation and I start with that character and then as I'm, as the story develops, I find more ways to incorporate things into that character and build off of that and flesh them out. Um, You know, one of my favorite characters, uh, in fact, I fell in love with him so much in my first book that he's now been in uh, all my current books, except for the one I'm working on now uh you know i just i fell in love with him too much but uh as i started writing him there's a huge a lot of me in him as well and i can of just put him into these different situations and i would like to think that'd be how i'd react (laughs) um but you know and i developed these characters around him, and just you know kind of a little mix different people that you know i know and some people i don't you know just some are more of a stereotypes of people I've kind of grown up with and stuff like that. Um, well, uh, it's just, yeah, I, I do put a lot of my own uh, life, I think, into uh, these characters.
0: Yeah. So do you have like any specific themes or messages that you often explore in your work?
1: Um I wish I could say that I do. Um, if anything, I would feel like any theme I would want to put in my work, the opposite is what comes through. Um, I've had people say that, you know, my characters are very one way politically and they've kind of blasted me for that. And I find it funny because politically speaking of my own views, I am completely the opposite. But it just it worked for the character, and that's how it, that's how the story developed. So I think uh, I, I put story first over trying to put any theme in there.
0: Yeah. So. so, what's your approach to pacing in a horror story to maximize like the scares and the twists that you get?
1: Um, I think. Uh, the system I kind of developed in the first book I wrote is kind of what works best for me. And it's something I'm definitely going back to, And which is I write the first draft. And then as I go back into the second draft, um, I think about the pacing and think about, OK, this is going here. This is going here. This, I think we're staying too long in this scene. We need our chapter. And then we need to add something here to change this up. And I just take that approach. I should st- I should mention that uh, before I started writing, I actually went to film school and I was actually trying to make movies before I you know started writing. Um, yeah. Right. And so when I started writing. I kind of feel like I took that approach to it of like, if I had shot a movie and I was going back through and doing the editing process, I think about, okay, is this chapter or scene working for me? Do we need to add some other element to build up to this? Do we, Is this dragging on too long? Should we cut this out? And, you know, I take that kind of that editing approach to it as I'm going back through. The first draft is just me throwing everything into it and seeing what sticks.
0: Yeah. So what's been the hardest part about writing a book in the horror genre?
1: Um, Having been around so much of the horror genre, I feel, and now working on my fifth book, I have to say I the hardest thing for me now is... Uh, confidence in what is actually scary anymore. I feel like I've gotten to a point where I myself has kind of gotten very desensitized to uh, a lot of things. So I I you know, and I'll, uh, yeah, it's been like uh, almost five years between since my last book and the one I'm currently writing because I lost a lot of confidence for a while. And I'm only just now starting to get it built back up, you know, get myself back into the groove of uh, writing more horror stories.
0: Why do you think that you lost your confidence?
1: I, um, my last book uh, hit some negative reviews from some people that I had always praised my work in the past. And that kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, and I you know, I fully blame myself because I felt like I had gotten overconfidence and felt like uh, I didn't go through a lot of my uh, processes like I had in the past of trying to go back through and seeing what works and what didn't work. I just, I quickly wrote the book. I put it together. I, you know, put it out there and, you know, I didn't uh, check myself, I guess you could say, <laughs> you know, and uh it, it it kind of shows in how people reacted to it or lack of reacting to it. And, uh, you know, I kind of got a little bit of reality check with that.
0: Yeah, it can be difficult when you get negative reviews.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But the best thing to do, really, I know it's hard, but it's not to try and take those reviews to heart. And maybe if, they, if they're constructive with uh, constructive criticism, then obviously you take that on board and you try and do better. But you if they're nasty comments just berating your work, then you don't take that to heart.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I should have at the time... Yeah, uh, I, I felt like I actually it was good for me to have this break because uh the book that I'm working on now, I I easily feel like I would have done the same thing to it. And I'm glad I took that break and I'm I'm rereading it now, getting it ready for uh you know, to send to get it edited and have it out for next year. And um I'm very happy with it. I was uh I was so down on it for like the last 3 years and but rereading it it's kind of helped lift me back up it's helped fill me back with some confidence and you know I I think I needed that break.
0: Yeah. So what's been the most difficult scene that you've ever had to write?
1: Um <clears throat> I know um there is I I don't like writing uh scenes of intimacy you know uh sexual relations it's one thing uh i'm just i'm not a big fan of it i'm you know in uh fiction i usually if it doesn't you know it feels like most stories just put it in there just to have it in there and i'm not a fan of that if it doesn't work for the story i I would never put it in Um, I did actually have in the novel I'm currently working on, there is a a sex scene in there. And that was probably one of the most difficult ones for me to write because it is outside of my comfort zone. I feel like I'm writing a cheesy romance during that scene. You know, and just, all the cliches, I just, it's hard keeping those, you know, cliched phrases out of your mind as you're trying to write the scene. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they can be quite hard, can't
1: they? Yeah, so that was probably uh, one of the most difficult things I wrote.
0: So can you talk about one of your most popular books and how you think that resonated with your readers?
1: Well, yeah, I've I've always been, uh, and I'm glad to see that what I feel is my best books, uh, other people have said are as well. Um, That would be, uh, it's kind of, It's hard to talk about one without the other because uh, they're a continuation off of each other. Yeah. But I guess if I did just talk about one book, it's the follow-up book, Caught in the Web. Um, It's the third book that I wrote, and it is the... uh, I wrote it to be that it could work as a standalone, but it's also meant to be a sequel to Hatch, and it follows the story of these spiders that are... That get into the body and infest you and turn you and eat you from the inside out and turn you into a mindless zombie. Right. Um, the kicker is that you can't see them until you're already infected by them. That's why the uh, series is called the Invisible Spiders. So by the time you see them, it's already too late. You're already infected by them. Yeah. So and it's uh that happens in a small town, and it's about the town getting quarantined off as a group of people and they are trying to fight their way uh, to escape the town.
0: Mm-hmm. That, so. That's your most popular book.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. I would definitely, yeah.
0: So have you had any memorable feedback from a reader that has made an impact on you?
1: Um, the feedback that I would say that has made the most impact to me, and I, I, I keep questioning it about really how I how to take this feedback is I once had uh, one person tell me that all my characters are very reactionary. That it's not like they go off to find trouble. Trouble finds them. And so, and I think what he means by that is that my stories start out and it's these greater people and the world around them shifts and something and all this stuff starts happening and they're going to have to react to it. And mm-hmm. To me, I know he meant that as more of just, you know, kind of innate, uh, you know, just like you said, as feedback. But to me, I feel like that's how people really are is, you know, life happens and we react to it and we try to find ways to survive. And so I, I, you know, I, I feel like he meant it as criticism but I, I actually keep walking away and I think about it a lot, but I, I find to be, I think it positive because to me, that's how life is.
0: That's right. So have you got any other exciting projects that you're currently working on that you can share with us?
1: Um, well, like I said, I'm working on dead friends right now. It's uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping to have that out next year. And it's a book about this uh, family curse and, the, this uh, young woman and gets the curse after her uncle passes away it come, you know it comes down to her and it's basically that anybody that gets close to her dies. but the kicker is that they come back and only she can see them as kind of this phantasm that uh, and they haunt her and they don't die nicely. It's all gruesome death. The deaths and they come back you know just as gruesome as when they died so and uh so yeah I'm working on that I've also got a young adult series that I am working on the second book of I write that under the pen name David uh, Westdale and that's about these young kids who uh it's a the series is called the dream chasers and it's about these kids who go into people's dreams to help them fight their uh, other kids' nightmares. Mm. So um uh, <clears throat> proud of that, too. I've been working on that. I've got the second book that I'm going to finish up next year.
0: That's amazing. So what advice have you got for aspiring writers who want to break into the horror genre? Uh,
1: well, I would say keep writing, keep reading. Those are always two big things. Um, and try to find your own way of getting through writer's block. Everyone has it. Everyone has different ways of getting through it. Find what works for you. So, writer's block can always be one of the biggest, uh, most crippling things for any writer. Um, yeah. Sometimes my creative way to get through it is I will just take uh, the start of a chapter uh, and we'll just start writing what's around me. And I I mean, literally, I, if I'm sitting in a cafe, I'll write about my character sitting in a cafe for some reason or something. And sometimes yeah. it'll progress into the chapter, and sometimes they will at least give me some ideas to start the chapter over with. Um, I would say the, one of the biggest ways to prevent getting writer's block is don't stop writing at the end of a chapter. If you finish a chapter, just at least start a paragraph or two into the next chapter because you, you're in that groove you're in uh, writing at the time you you're still the juices going you know at least kick out that paragraph or two to keep give yourself that start that tone of voice into the next chapter because sometimes that is the hardest thing it's figuring out that tone you want for that next chapter
0: yeah so lastly where can we find your books jason
1: uh, they're available pretty much everywhere um, on Amazon. Um, I know that they should be still available in the Google Play store for the digital versions, as well as um, on the iBook store. I do know that they're available on Audible uh, for anyone who likes uh, audio books. Um, uh, let's see. I believe they can I, I doubt they're actually to be on the shelves in any bookstores, but you should be able to order them through any bookstore as well.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, thank you for your time, Jason. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to add at all?
1: Um no, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um I you know, I can't think of anything else. Uh just I hope people enjoy my books, and I always uh, enjoy feedback. If uh, anybody wants to visit uh, my website, jasonrdavis.com, I've actually been posting Dead Friends uh, uh, chapter by chapter onto my website just to give people a taste of the beta for it. And then yeah. once, at the end of November, I'm going to be pulling all of that down, so that way we can go to edit, uh and start working on getting that edit But for right now, with it being in beta, it's up there for anyone to give any kind of feedback. They can visit jasonrdavis.com and uh, start reading.
0: That's fantastic. Well, thank you for your time, Jason. It's been lovely speaking with you.